This podcast is for the sales professionals at every level. If you want to convert more prospects into paying customers, then you're in the right place. Because Joe has spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. so good to me if i don't see that red dot man i know yes i know and i appreciate you so uh i was very lucky to as with natalie was with me as well but uh we worked alongside this person and the uh as we used to say the beast in the office okay (laughs) was our our guest trainer today in the financial service industry we had a very large office we had a lot of people to go in and the the answer was always compete look for competition, look for somebody to run against as opposed to run with. And so, um, but this person made it really easy to run with because it was more about the team growing, but she focused on building, leading by example is my best, best way to put it. So she, she works with Wealthwave now where she is explaining to people, especially those in the Hispanic market or the Spanish speaking market on how money works and how you can focus your attention on your money and make it work for you. And so because she's an intense competitor and because she has mastered this business so much, my answer was, I need her to come up and talk to us about sales and tell us how it it is. And maybe I'll learn something that why she kicked my butt month after month, but that's what I'm hoping. So I would like to welcome to everybody here on War Games and everybody on Facebook, which Edna is on Facebook. Fareed, she's over there. She is she is here to, to say, oh my gosh, I can I can see Fareed. So, uh, Fareed Sissaniega, and I am so glad that you're here. And I thank you for taking time out of your life to come sit up and say, here, let's teach some people how to sell things your way. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Fareed. Great to meet you, by the way, and it's lovely to see some uh, great familiar faces. Uh, Natalie, hello. OMG, right? Yes, long time. (laughs) Yes, it's definitely been a long time, and, and, um, you know, just a little bit about who I am is exactly what Joe said, right? I came in into into a business that I had no idea even existed. And I was seeking it because of the need to learn instead of because I needed to make money. And that's kind of been a little bit of of who I've been all this time. Um, You know, again, my name, the way you pronounce it is Farid Cisniega. If you speak Espanol, it's Faride. Um, So, Whatever you call me, I'm going to respond to those two names, right? Not whatever, but those two names. Uh, But Joe, I had the privilege of knowing back in Chino, in the office of Chino, and uh, fairly quickly. We were in our teens. It was back in 2009, Mm -hmm. 2008. We were teenagers. Yes. Yes, we were totally teenagers. Um, but I came in and, uh, you know, when you come in, when there's a new person in the team 
and that person happens to be a little bit competitive, you know, you either get uh, two packs following you, right? It's either the ones that want to learn from you and the ones that hate you because you came to shake their territory. So, um, you know, I always say whenever your business is stagnant or whenever your business is not doing or performing the way it should be, you should bring some competition, you know? I always say, when I came to America, I came with my little cousin. And uh, my mom used to make tamales, you know, as a, like a third job, a third kind of income coming in. And I would always compete with my little cousin, see who sells the most tamales, you know, during the week. And uh, because my brother of that, Frank and I did that too. <laughs> yeah. My mom didn't go, make Frank. tamales, we stole them. But oh, no. <laughs> So I knew from very uh, from a very young age that I had a gift or I had a talent that I needed to explore, right? A lot of us have that talent and it's it's hidden. It's hidden there and you don't you don't ever uh figure out a way to extract it from you. And so that's kind of what I'm going to talk to you about today um a little bit. But Joe and I became extremely competitive, right? We would always fight for the front. You remember that, Joe? Every time. uh, Yeah. Natalie's office was right there. So she grabbed the front chair every time by putting her own chair out. So she was smarter than us. But (laughs) we would definitely fight for that front seat because the winners sit up front, just so you understand, right? The winners get there early, sit up front, and you stay late. So that's right. And in this case, you know, in our new world of zooming, yep. uh, we come on time. You we just come sit with closer. A... What was that? You just sit closer to the screen. So that way you look like you're in front. See, very good. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to see my wrinkles. Right. See, yes. see how much I've wrinkled. There's no filters here. It's not Snapchat. Oh. Yes. No, this is no filters. I promise you. <laughs> this is how ugly I look when I uh, put a light on my face. So. <laughs> but anyways, um, we became, so Joe was one of the ones that, that welcomed me into the group because he had been there before I, I did. And so I started um, just kind of attaching to him. And so we became what, Joe? BFFs. That is right. That's our, our running text message back and forth that we're BFFs. We share the same birthday. So the competition, you know, it's all lined up that way. But I, a year, two years after I not talked to her, I just text her, hey, BFF. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and it's exactly like we never right. left each other for those two years. Exactly. So it's been a wonderful, wonderful uh, friendship. Um, and then I, I've been following him. I follow Natalie. I follow a lot of a lot of the the key people that left some type of impact in my life, and I know them too did. Um, so I, I first of all want to thank you, and it's an honor for me to be here with your group. I I've been kind of tuning in um, every now and then, and uh, you guys are phenomenal. I'm excited to to share with you a little bit of my experience. And just for clarity of everybody on Facebook, because the text messages came in, Chino was a, the, the location of a financial office, not the prison. Oh. Okay. I got the text going. I got two text messages. They're like, you guys met in Chino, but that's two different prisons. They don't put men and women <laughs> together. Come on. So, that is clearly quickly. 
Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. We haven't had those type of experiences. <laughs> no. Not at all. Hey, but so, you continue to get in trouble with all that bacon, you know, that's true. I don't know. That's true. But bacon is the reason for everything. <laughs> but perfect. Anyhow, so just a little bit about my background. I've been in business since I was 19 years old. Uh, different types of businesses. You know, when you first start school, your parents want you to study something. So I studied something. I opened up a business you know, because of, uh, uh, I started in the fashion industry, actually. So I went from the fashion industry, immediately opened up a design house uh, at a very young age. I was an entrepreneur very, very uh, early in my life. And then right, right in the same shopping center, there was a restaurant that came about and I have a passion for cooking. <laughs> so <laughs> I love cooking. It's something that it's a hobby for me. And I, I, I consider myself being pretty good at it. So, um, you know, that became available. I had saved up enough money. So I figured, Hey, why not? Let me just, you know, I'm in the same shopping center. My design house is here. Why not open up a restaurant? And now I have a place to eat. So I started, I opened up the restaurant, um, short, shortly after that and i'm talking about like six months down the line i said oh i love cooking but i do not love cooking for a restaurant <laughs> so a different uh, animal yeah. yeah absolutely a different animal so i kind of gave the restaurant to my mother and my family and and i was still the the brains you know kind of overseeing and you know as you guys can see i have a lot of personality and i'm uh <laughs> somewhat outgoing so yeah. people wanted to see me there so i figured i discovered the mix i discovered the right recipe right for my restaurant so uh that restaurant went on to become uh pretty successful pretty you know exciting to be there there and so i opened up the second one and then i opened up the third one so and it was always like from outside i just gave it my little touch and my recipes and I allowed other people to run the show. Um, so, you know, in the midst of all of that, um, I got rid of the fashion house because I was so done with Bridezilla's. I was so done. That's kind of when I discovered that I also had a bad temper. So, <laughs> <laughs> so these bridezillas were coming in, you know, expecting to be treated like queens, which I did, right? Because customer service sells. That's all. That's all it is. That's the official yeah. answer you're giving now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I did do it that way, despite yeah. what everybody says. Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> but you know what? I've had enough. And, and 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 there'll be things that bring you good money where you go, I can't do this anymore. And it's not that you're not good, and it's not that you are not capable, it's just your own boundaries, right? What are you willing to sacrifice and what are you willing to put up with at the end of the day? So, you know, I got rid of that. I concentrated in, in, um, in the restaurant, but I knew it wasn't my thing. I love cooking, but I just didn't, didn't wanna be seven days a week locked up into a business. So that's kind of when I started, um, I pushed my ex-husband when I was married, I pushed my ex-husband to, uh, to open up his own construction company instead of working for a contractor. So I started helping him in, in the construction world um, and then very shortly became involved in renewable energy and sustainable energy. 
I discovered that I had a passion for something. I knew that, that I wanted to help the world change. I just didn't know what. Um, and we made millions. We made a lot of money doing uh, renewable energy and, and, and construction, but we weren't keeping a lot of the money. Um, so there was a lot of leaks, a lot of things that I really didn't understand because I had been in fashion, I had been in hospitality, you know, that kind of thing, but I had never really been in money. So that's when I started seeking some advice. And I started at the bank from the bank. They couldn't teach me nothing other than you bounce a check, you get a big old whopping fee. Um, and so I knew that that wasn't my answer and I'm, I'm, I'm very inquisitive and I'm always researching and asking too many questions at times. So I came across this friend of mine who, uh, Joe knows and said, you know what? I have somebody that's going to teach you a money class. So come over. It's Tuesday night, 7 PM, 7 PM. you know, that <laughs> kind of thing, dress sharp, uh, yada, yada, yada. So they spill, they, they, they spill the beans and invited me to like a, a multi-level type of financial services business, which I have to tell you, I was very, um, scared because of the unknown, but it turned out fast forward it now, 10 to 12 years. Right. Um, it has turned out to be the biggest lesson in business that I've had. If I could tell people, Hey, you got to join a business like that. And it will give you a uh, hundred times more than a four year finance uh, university. Uh, trust me when I tell you this, because it has taught me everything. It has taught me everything from sales to marketing, to people skills, uh, to speaking, communication, uh, strategy, you name it, right? So I would not trade it for the world. So being a multiple business owner, uh, you know, I travel the world. I've been in front of presidents. I've been in front of negotiations for, for countries uh, in my renewable energy business. So the background is there. I've, I've dealt with, you know, the local older couple that come in to eat a burrito all the way to negotiating billion dollar deals for, um, for companies in the renewable energy sector. But my passion continues to be making the difference, which is why I am involved with Wealthwave, which is in the financial services industry. I teach people how money works. Uh, and it's such a simple word to say because everybody has a different way of understanding how money works. Money may, may mean to you the paycheck, you know, that you're, that you're going to be receiving every, every week or every biweekly or monthly, or money may mean your lifestyle. So again, it's, it's my passion. I, uh, from when I met Joe and Natalie, I always said, if you guys remember, I am here to make a difference and especially teach my Latino community how all this world works. Because what's the norm, the norm for any foreigner? We come here to search the, the American dream, right? Uh, we already know we want a good job. We already know we want to have enough money to have a good life for our children, give them education, buy a new home, maybe send some money back home if we left family behind. But we get caught in that cycle. We get totally caught in that life, 
rat cycle, right? And we become American all of a sudden, getting into debt, not knowing how, how to manage our money, and then ending in a system, whether it's your pension or your social security benefits or whatever, at the end of our life. And I knew that there had to be a different way because I, let me tell you what, you got to have this type of attitude. If one person has done something that you want, they just opened up that path for you to go and follow that. So one person, all it takes is if one person already did it, I am capable and I am enough to go, to go chase that dream as well. So that's how I saw it. I said, I'm going to learn. And then uh, because I am fluent, I'm 100% fluent in Espanol and English. I am, well, maybe not so much English. I still have some type of English. accent. Mm. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm no Sofia Vergara, okay? <laughs> but, um, you know, but I, I try to speak it better every day. And, and obviously, that's part of the learning. So that's a little bit of my background or a lot of my background. I kind of told you my entire life. So um, I feel that by Joe inviting me here is probably he, he wants me to share with you all of my bumps on the road and uh, how, what I've done to actually accomplish. So the first thing is, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a presentation and all that, Joe, but this is more casual, right? So right. I'm just going to talk about it. Casual conversation. Feel free to uh, interact and ask me questions. Stop me at any point that you want. I'm going to make basically four points, okay, today. Hopefully you get where I'm coming from. So uh, many of you or some of you, many of you do not know who I am, but I do have a little show on a on a small network owned by NBC, which is Telemundo, uh, where I speak about... <laughs> yeah, Tom's like, I know what you're talking about. If the widows know, then yeah, it, it's got to be a little show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little show. It's a money show. It's, it's all about just our daily finances and our family, right? I have kids. I have a kids section where we speak how to introduce children to money. And, you know, because what you want is, uh, if there's somebody here that's a mom, we know. We don't want them to make the same mistakes we did, right? That's absolutely one of the goals that we have. So uh, I decided I'm the producer and also the, the, the uh, expert on the show. Um, so what we decided is we wanted to start from all aspects. We wanted to have the conversation between two professionals uh, to where different banks, different institutions, different people that offer things for people came on board on our show and had like a seven minute segment on what it is that they're showing. Then we have the section of the, the children where how to introduce the family and how to start talking about money, how to ease it in so it becomes part of their daily growing up so when they get to be adults, when they get to start babysitting and earning some money, they already know basic concepts that is going to teach them not to end up in a bad predicament as an adult. And then ultimately, we went out on the streets to interview people, right? And uh, we called it Stop, Stop Being a Sucker. That's kind of like, you know, a little book that we promote on, on how money works, Stop Being a Sucker. 
uh, by Steve Siebold. You guys probably know him and one of the Wealthwave leaders, Tom Matthews. But he, um, so what he did is he made this book so dumb that anybody could read it. <laughs> Simple was the word she was looking for. <laughs> totally. The Mexican in me said dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> so stop so, being. So you're fucker. going out and you're actually stopping people on the street to try to educate them on stuff. Absolutely. Oh. We'll ask them questions. We'll give them some money, right? And we'll say, hey, if you answer us the question right, you'll earn some money. So people really think about it, right? And it's simple things about simple interest versus compounding interest. You know, 401ks versus life insurance. You know, simple little things that just teach people. And so it creates this excitement of, wait, I want to earn money, right? But I'm a total sucker. So I'm not earning any money. So we translated that in, in Spanish to deja de ser un paletón. So, <laughs> so for all you that speak Spanish, you know exactly what I mean. So yeah, I was gonna say those people laughed. Yeah, the rest of us are like. She's but we something. wanted to keep it PG thirteen. I was I was right? watching Luigi. Yeah. So we wanted to keep it PG thirteen. So you know, deja de ser un paletón. Stop being a sucker was the perfect name for our show. Our show is called Dinero y Mucho Más because we speak about a lot of things. You know, logic. And one of the logics is teaching money and much more. That's what right. I'm money and much more. Okay. And yeah. yes. Got that, Thomas? We're right there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, one of the things I teach people is if you want to open up a business or if you want to become a, a, a independent representative somewhere, there are certain techniques that you gotta you gotta learn. And uh, when it comes to sales. Every single thing that I've done in my life, whether it's been my design studio, whether it's been my production company, my restaurants, my, my solar company, my, you know, renewable energy, all of them, every single one of them have a common denominator. I'm sure you know which one it is. That's why you're in this. Tamales. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. I, I just said that for my brother because he was right there. Yeah. yeah. Tamales is, is for lunch. Everything else is your dinner. So yeah. sales, sales, right? You're always selling. You're either selling or you're allowing somebody to sell you. Yes True. or no? True. So um, really to become really good at sales, you have to identify who you are. You can't go on selling just because Joe told you how to sell. You can't go on selling the way Farid sells. I always tell people, I'm going to teach you the way I do it. But at the end of the day, you have to go talk to you and identify which method is you. Because the only successful method of sales is your method. Okay? So there is four things for uh sales is a process you know that right but sales could be a method sales could be a technique or it could be sales as a style so those are the four ways that you have to identify which type of sales uh, uh technique or method or style you want to use again number one is identify who you are you know if you're more, if you're a Farid, 
You know, if you're uh, a competitor, you're a go-getter, you're, you have high personality or, or, and a big ego, right? <laughs> then you have to identify yourself as that and be truthful. But if you're shy, if you're introvert, if you're more quiet, more technical, more statistical, identify yourself and accept yourself. Once you've done that, then I can teach you how to sell because then I'm going to be targeting your style of sales. You follow me? I so I get somebody like Joe in front of me. I know Hi, it's quiet, innocent. Yes. Okay. That, that was a no, no. <laughs> right. I have a way to teach him because he is right there. We're, we're, we see eye to eye, right? But then I get somebody like, I don't know, who in this group is a little bit more quiet, more introvert? I'm gonna raise Michelle's hand for her. And then we're gonna say Mike Giacomino is gonna raise his hand. Luigi, are you raising your hand? Yeah, uh -huh. but uh, Frank is, is also my brother because he, he got overshadowed by me. Right? No, he, I saw his hand. I yep, saw that's his what hand. I'm saying. So he's the introvert that came in here. Look who got tired of Facebook, Edna. Yay! Destroyed. Hi, Edna. Yes. Edna was raising her hand on Facebook. I'm sure that she went through. So <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, let's use Frank. Yes. Yeah, so let's use Frank for for an example. Frank is more introvert. He, I am going to blow him out of the water if I try to teach him how to sell like I would sell. Correct. He's going to be intimidated. He's going to be. This is not for me. I, I can't do this. I will never in my life be in sales. Well, wrong. Frank has something I don't have. When I'm worried about touching people's emotions and feelings, he's worried about the facts. He's worried about the technicalities of it and how the mechanism of the sale is going to happen. So just as much as Frank needs to learn a little bit of how our techniques will go. I need to learn a lot of how his techniques will go. But as soon as you identify this, then you raise your hand and go, I'm that person that's going to match that, that client. Okay. So number one is, uh, mastering the art of sales is you got to discover your muse. What excites you? What triggers you to be excited about a sale? Is it the money? Is it the relationship that you're going to create with your client? Or at the end of the day, is it, is it the fame and fortune, right? The recognition. I want to be top sales. I want to be this. Or the last one, do you want to make a, a difference and an impact in somebody's life? So once you identify which one of those four, then you start studying which technique will come to you better. Okay. See all the pieces start kind of coming together until you become the art of sales master. Okay. And that's what you want. You want to make sure that you're always studying every day how to become a master of sales. So number one, I had a little presentation, but I'll show you process, method, technique, or style, right? Let's identify them. 
what is the process? So the process is that one gets you from A to Z. You already have a process. So if whatever you're selling, because I know there's different backgrounds here, right? Of people selling different, different things. So you want to identify if your company that you're representing or the product that you're representing has already a process that will take you from A through Z to get a sale. Okay. So master that one, master from A through Z to get a sale first. So let's say you're really good. You're probably, if you're a person like me, we have an 80% closing ratio. So in my 80% closing ratio, I master the process of whatever, whatever company. If a company tells me, hey, you're gonna sell this water jug, okay? I, okay, well, show me how you would sell it. I will learn that process, okay? That's called the process. It's all about the opportunity, right? Because that company already has opportunities available for you. So if you're a car dealer, there's a process. People come in, you go approach them, right? There's a process. That's what I'm talking about. If you're in financial services, there's a process. You go, you go educate, you go teach people, and then you, there's a process. So learn that. Master your process. So it's the, the, second, steps, the steps that they've put together, right? The so it's A the mechanics. It's the mechanics of what it is you're trying to sell, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. That's, that is, in essence, called the sales process. But not everybody can master that, you know? They always say, put your little, um, your little essence, right? This is where the rest comes in. Now, after the deal and after you win sales, hey, if you are terrible at it, let's say you're gonna have a 10% closing ratio. Who cares? It's 10% of that process you've already mastered. Now let's discover the next step. You follow me? It's not that it makes you a bad salesperson. It's just that is not your method. That is not your process, okay? So let's discover the next one. What's the method? The method of sales, it's obviously the cross-selling, the upselling something called spin selling. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. You know, spin selling, where you, where you figure out the situation, the problem, you assess the problem, uh, the implication if they don't get the product that you're, that you're trying to sell them, and the payoff or the reward if they do go forward with your sale, right? So methods, there's million. People have made millions of dollars becoming a method expert and teaching others and others will come and pay for that. Well, I have a little secret for you. If you do not know what you are, who you are, how you can close, there is no method system that you can buy out there in the world that's going to make you any better. That's the secret. I just told you the secret sauce, right? Go look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what your method is. Then implement a little bit of all of them. And then you're going to figure it out. So the snap selling, who's heard of the snap selling? 
kind of job. <laughs> well, I didn't want to be the only person going, I, I know what you're talking about, but yes, I was hoping other hands were going to go up, but yes. I heard of spin selling before, but not snap selling. Okay, well, snap selling is the one where you, uh, it's simple, invaluable, align, and priorities, right? That's what it stands for. So you got to make it simple. I'm going to make, make you understand exactly not. So Frank could not do snap selling, right? I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm just saying I wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket. Because if he's more introvert, if he's more of a technical or systematic person, he's going to want to explain a lot. Yes? Too much. So, yeah. Right. So the snap selling much. wouldn't be your thing. But guess what? That is something you can actually take some time to learn. Because the snap selling is your simple sell. I could sell you if we go from, let's say we're in a, in a hotel, 10-story uh, hotel. And I get in an elevator with you. And my job is to sell you something. You will buy it in the 10th floor. That's just simple. That's the confidence that I have because I know exactly how to sell. Why? Because I have identified who that person, like who I am, how I sell, but then I have identified all the other uh, personalities per se. So I can sell to a Frank, I can sell to a Joe, I can sell, we used to call it what? Action personality, right? Relationship sales, all of that, all of that good stuff. You guys remember that, right? So because of that, the method selling becomes one of the ones you can actually teach, but not necessarily one of the ones that you can become very successful at if you haven't identified who you are, okay? The next one would be technique sales, right? These are your ABCs always be closing. There's a technique that comes in here. There's a, there's a, a, um, a pre-close, a post-close, right? Solution selling is part of technique sales. Solution selling would be something that Frank can, can be really extremely good at and focus on as his strength, as his number one. So, Solution selling is where you become an expert consultant, right? You got to earn your strides, guys. That's the downfall from it. You can't just fake it till you make it type of thing. <laughs> okay? You have to become, this is where you got to spend time becoming an expert of the matter or the product that you are selling. And once you do that, now they see you as the professional. Now you can give professional advice. And I don't know if you guys have ever um, needed an attorney. Does an attorney bargain with you? Or does he tell you, hey, I charge $500 an hour and send me a retainer for $5,000 if you want my services. That's solution selling because he's gonna sell you a solution. You follow me? So you become the master of your product and nobody can bargain with you. You're giving your expert advice and they're coming across. So that is called, you're a technique salesperson, okay? So identify yourself again. And 
My favorite. <laughs> Mi favorito. Style. Style selling. Okay? Why is it my favorite? Can you guys tell? Because <laughs> it's more fashionable. Because yeah. <laughs> you have well, great style. I, I, I'm going to say because there's less of a box for you to fit in with the style approach as opposed to doing all the techniques and the ABCs all the way down. So. Absolutely. I am such a style sales uh, individual only, only because I have, well, people tend to say she has no filters. I do. I do have filters. <laughs> Which should scare everybody. If you're being told you have no filter and you're actually applying filters, just imagine how bad it could be. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, I've mastered my sales technique, which is a style technique. So what I mean is passion selling. If I am not passionate about something, sorry, I'm not selling it for you. I don't care how much money I'm going to earn. I don't care how much stars I'm going to, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to get. But what if you get a trophy? I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right? All those are perks. I get it. But at the end of the day, when I lay my head on my pillow, I've identified who I am. And I am a style salesperson, which is a passionate individual. I have to be passionate. I have to change people's life. I have to make a difference. I, there has to be some type of reward moral and ethical reward if 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 it's kind of and I, and that doesn't mean you're not going to apply that oh i don't want to be ethical i don't want to be passionate no 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 all these four techniques i'm showing you you're going to itemize there has to be a little bit of it in every single one of your presentations guys okay so if I am, if my style, I've identified my first one is style, is I'm going to reach for the heart. I'm going to do a huge connection with my consumer. And I am going to build a trust that no sale can break. Okay? So when you identify yourself as, as that type of person, that doesn't mean you're not gonna become technical, you're not gonna become a process person, or you're not gonna become a method sales. All of it is going to implement, but it's not your strength. Do you follow me? So when you have identified it, if you put those four in there, people are going to beg you to sell them whatever it is that you're selling them. Okay. And that's the icing on the cake. It's when somebody says, where do I sign? How do I move forward? Where do I get that? How can I be a part of it? Et cetera, et cetera. Isn't that the word we're trying to find? Absolutely. Okay. And then you do it like me, pick up a blank check just with the signature. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen her do that. It's scary. So, okay. <laughs> so now let me just recap, go back through. So yes. you're, you first identify who you are, right? And then you're going to apply the method. Now, are you applying multiple methods throughout? 
Yes, right? you're identifying which one's your strength. So from a scale from one to four, because you have four methods, which one's your strength, right? Because okay. that one's easy peasy for you, a second nature to you. Okay. So then um, looking at it, because I know Frank's taking notes that's over there. So just to make sure we're all processing this correctly. So Frank, I'll pick on you first. What did you define yourself as in the first four? What's your major strength? Uh, process. So mastering the sale, making sure that I, I know exactly. Part of my technique is being the master and having to put the time in to that so I don't really feel comfortable until I get to that point. Okay. So Fareed, read off all four because when I start calling other people, they're going to go, I don't remember what it was. I want to pick on Mike Phillips next because he hasn't heard any of this. So, yeah. Everybody got that? Okay. So if your boss was sick, you'd end up with Thomas Bosick. So what do you find yourself on the four? What is your strength? What's the one that you naturally inherently go to? I'd have to say I'm, I'm with style as well, and then followed by technique. Okay, fantastic. Stacy, did you catch it long enough? I know you're at work. So, okay, Miss Edna, what are you? She's trying to say style, but she has to unmute first. Style. <laughs> I feel like style, and I love the way um, you're explaining. It's fabuloso. Me encanta. Gracias. I... Un gusto conocerte, por fin. Yeah, they're saying how wonderful I am, guys, just in case you're wondering. We'll go back for those Caught that don't speak Spanish. Yes. Miss Natalie Esman, what is it that you are? What did you define yourself as as your core? You tell me, Jim. I can't do that because you are really messed up. <laughs> you do every other time. Yeah. I, I normally tell her what it is, and then she just defiantly says, that's not me. And it's like, okay, well, then fine. Natalie, just go back to method and tell us which one you chose. <laughs> Style. <laughs> Gia Camino, what kind of seller are you? What is your inherent one? Process, method, technique, or style? I guess, I guess it would be uh, it would be style. Yeah. Style. Is, yeah. He is not a soprano, despite what you're thinking. <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he his style is more of with a gun. Yes, it's okay. But Michelle. Are you in a different office? Because that's a different picture than normal. No, it's a new picture. Oh, fantastic. I love it. I love the picture. Yes. Thank you. I love the fearless girl on Wall Street. It's one of my favorites. So I'm technique. Okay. So uh, I'll go to Mike Phillips, even though he's already written them all out as it goes in. But go I, ahead. I didn't put them in order. I just wrote them all out so I could remember them because I got here late. I told you I was going to get here. I got tied up on another call. So yes. I would say based on this, and I'm going to have to go back and watch the beginning, I am probably process followed by technique followed by style. Okay, fantastic. I would can agree I ask with a you. question? Yes, always. Always. So do you think mine's really style, Joe? <laughs> Um, I think Michelle and I are giggling on the side. So Okay, so really mine's process. We all know this. Right. But my question I is, I, I, I could tell that and I don't know her. <laughs> Thanks, Farid. I saw <laughs> your process. No, I was going to interrupt you, but I said, all right, maybe yeah. she's changed in 10 years. I'm like, come on, girl. <laughs> no, it's still process. I had to go through my notes again to make sure I wrote it down right, what process was. 
Yes. Um, but part, but I feel like once I have the process down, that's what makes me feel secure to where I can just go into my style and be passionate. Because I'm the same like you, Farid. If I don't feel passionate about it, forget it. So, but if I don't have process, I feel very insecure in that. I don't know. And but I feel like I can't get into style unless process is in place. So is that kind right. of a normal thing in this? Okay. Yes. yes, that's absolutely. That is why I started with whatever you want to represent whatever service or product you want to sell. It doesn't matter. You could be selling peanuts. You could be selling, I don't know, million dollar things. It doesn't matter. You got to learn their process. If you do not learn the process, the rest of the techniques will fall behind and make you a weak sales uh, person. Fantastic. Stacy was doing everything else, but Stacy's a style person. Okay, she's on Instagram doing lives every week, trying to help people with their their health. So, oh, awesome! Oh, am I am I a style person? Yeah, just write that shit down. Joe said, <laughs> so it's good. What enough. do you think, Stacy? Um, I do apologize. I'm half in, half out because I'm at work. But um, probably probably style and and uh, certain techniques that I've been trained on, I, I kind of fall back on those. Um, versus jump into any new waters because they work so but i am always open to learning new techniques too so yeah, i don't know joe's probably right just don't tell me always I right that. once i thought i was wrong but i wasn't so <laughs> so so let me bring it back to how does that translate to you actually getting that close right so once you've identified that um then you start talking to your prospect or your, you know, the individual that is listening to, to your product or to your presentation. You want to make sure that you identify how they process what you're going to tell them. Okay. If, if you are a style person, but then you hit a technical person, you better kick in that or call for a lifeline. <laughs> I'd okay. like to phone a friend. Yeah. Yes. We can't phone say he's not here anymore. Exactly. Or, or if you're in a type of sales that you can come back to, to that person, then I would just build the relationship with them and the trust and get a commitment for a second appointment and then bring the troops of the technical troops in with you. You Absolutely. guys follow me? So... What I've actually learned through my companies is actually how to speak on all of those levels. And then once I figure out, oh, they're a technical person, then I kind of switch my gears and speak on a technical level. I've been fortunate enough to be with a company that has the uh, depth and breadth to be able to train us on all of that. So is that okay if I switch gears or do you think I've lost credibility because I spoke style at first? Um, what do you think um, about that? No, no, I actually don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, you could be a chameleon and you can adapt to the situation. I would consider myself to be that. Uh, there's, there is certain things that I would, I would kind of be careful on, right? If I am speaking to somebody who is way more educated, let's say I'm selling a motor 
Okay. I could probably sell you a motor, but I'm going to fly by night a lot of the things. Um, but I'm going to sell it through style, to, through passion, through, uh, uh, you know, trust and connection. I'm going to connect in every other way, but I'm going to be humble enough to tell you, hey, but let me call somebody who uh, is as adequate enough in the information like you are and speaks exactly your language and they are my associate and you can ask them all those questions. So be humble enough to say, hey, I don't know it all. The problem comes when you try to be a chameleon with a fly-by-night type of scenario. I don't know it, but I'm gonna try to show you like I know it. No, that's where you're gonna drop the cell. The cell is either gonna drop at that moment because they're gonna lose their trust or they're gonna have buyer's remorse, right? Because you did not hit the important points. And, and operating from a style point, when you, go, when you go through this, not style, but operating in the wrong medium from where you are comes off as disingenuous, mm -hmm. right? And so what she said was, if I come in and I just gloss over it and pretend I know when I don't, people pick up on that and the, the people are there. And so it being a chameleon is fantastic because you had to learn all four to get you there. But I, I wanna bring this back. This is overall sales. Check your closing number to determine whether or not what you're doing is working, okay? And so if she's at 80% and she starts with style all the time, would I ever come in and say, let's change it up? right? To try to get the 20%? No, because I will cut her legs out from underneath her and she'll end up sitting down going, now I'm at a 40% close. But if you're going to sit back and say, okay, like you're going to make up something and say, I know I'm a, a process person, but I want to say I'm style like somebody, right? So when you put that out there, you're going to go in and have a lower closing percentage because you're trying to imitate a different one right? Like, do I know that Natalie has the style part in her? Absolutely. But I also know that comes with a comfort level with the person. Okay. So if she, she doesn't walk in the door, okay. Fareed walks in like her hair's on fire. Okay. Natalie doesn't walk in with her hair on fire. Natalie's got a match. She's got the fire extinguisher. She's got the list, right? Frank pulls in a bucket behind him of every possible scenario that he would need that's in there. So when you look at that and say, but again, play to your strengths. But if you could turn around and say, I know everything, but I really got to get this person to understand that I care about them, right? Is there any doubt from anybody on this call that Fareed came in with the intention of placing an impact on you? Does anybody go, oh no, she's just winging it. She, I mean, she even showed you she has papers, right? To say, I'm going to come in. But again, did she, does she need them? No, she could have just gone on fire from the beginning, right? Until, it, until the fire just doused itself. But again, it's not smart to be living in style if you're not, right? It's okay to jump into it, right? Because you need to with the person. But if you walk in, if, you're, if, if we tell Frank, go for style, go for passion, go for all this stuff, it's going to come off as fake. It's going to come off as it's a sales technique and it's not even a technique. What is he Frank trying to sell smile. me? 
What is I he trying that's... to sell me is what people are going to say. What did you say, Mike? I said, I think Frank has style. I just think that's important that he knows. See, look at that smile, man. That's yeah. his style right like, there. Oh, he's going <laughs> to cry. Uh, 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 cry. Oh, yeah. I got you, Frank. I, I got you, Frank. Myself, I wouldn't cry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, he's just crying because there's no tamales. But totally different story. And and it's so true, Joe, for what, what you're saying. It's, uh, you know, it, it if you have one more than the other, all it is is you just have to – you just have to study the other ones a little bit more. It, it, that's all there is. So instead of you going to pay a course on something that you're already mastering, why don't you go and pay a course on somebody that you're lacking? And that way they can kind of teach you how to implement that and, and uh, you know, help you enhance what you're already doing. It's kind of like in relationships, right? Um, you know, the very first thing I say whenever there's a couple that comes to me that is having trouble is, have you read the five love languages? And if you haven't read them, don't even come to me. Go read them first and then come to me because then I have a lot of questions to ask you based on that book. Same thing. If you have these four and you know exactly what these four would uh, fit into your product, right? Because Natalie can tell me, where these four personalities or these sales techniques will come into her product. But Joe will tell me a different story because it's a different product. So identify for your product or your service how these four make an impact with your client. And then as soon as you identify which one makes you who you are, accept it. Just say, if I get somebody who's, get, who's very open to this style of closing, it's a close. I'm not even doubting it. I'm walking out with a check. That's, you know, that, that level of confidence just went up. But what happens? You hit somebody that's on your fourth? Nerves, fear. I don't know how to talk about it. I, guess what? Lifeline. Okay? Do not be afraid to step back and go, hey, I got somebody. So you know, on, you're not Facebook, gonna... on Facebook, we got questions. So Norbert says, so at the end of the day, do we just say be yourself? 100%. But if yourself needs refining, please be open for that. Ooh, that was be a mic open. drop there for Norbert. Because my answer is the same. I look at it and say, I'm going to be me. But if you look at those four different things, it's just like when we do personality trainings, right? These are all methods to trigger other personality types. And you can always relate to the person that you are. So when you look at it and say, okay, so I go train all these companies and they go, look, we're at like 20 to 25% closing ratio on the person who walks in. And I'm like, that's horrible, right? And they're like, what? I go, why did they walk in? They came in to buy right? They came in to buy and you're going, woo, we let three of them back out without buying. That's not, that's not a wonderful thing. But if you look and say, there are four different personality types, the odds of me running into someone like me is one in four. And so when you go, I got a 25% closing ratio, what did you do? You closed the person that was you. So if that person was a style person and you only had the capability of selling in a style fashion, you got a sale. But if that person was a technique individual and you went style all over them, then 
that's a that's a, a no sale because you never got to the point to move them into your sales process because it was just completely opposites going at each other. And Correct. so when you look the, at that, Norbert- And the biggest say, mistake for the person who asked that question on Facebook, mm -hmm. the biggest mistake is that a lot of us salespeople or, or a lot of people that are in sales, we're, we're way too confident and we're completely closed for criticism. And that is a, that, that's a major no-no. Um, you know, you could be independent all you want. You could be an employee all you want. If you're an employee, you're going to get judged or criticized by your upper management. If you're independent and you're self-employed, you got to find somebody. You got to find somebody that you trust that does a lot better than you, right? We're not, we, we don't want somebody equal or below what we're doing because then they're just going to tell you what you want to hear. You want somebody who's at a level that you have not, maybe not reached, ask them, hey, this is the way I'm doing it. Can I present to you? Can you give me some criticism? And really be open to it. It's only going to help you at the end of the day. You go home and you and your mirror or you and your pillow talk about it and go, you know what? I was a little bit too overwhelming on that. Or I was a little bit too pushy. Or you know what? I was too... Um, there was too much theory that went behind and I bored people to death. Do not be afraid to criticize yourself because when you do, it's another stretch of growing. Getting to that 80% closing ratio, guys, I cannot express to you how beautiful it feels. It raises your confidence. It raises your bank account <laughs> and it raises your credibility. Once your credibility is at its peak, there's really no return if you know how to maintain it. Fantastic. So again, going back to Norbert, right? Fantastic answer, Fareed. My answer to you is the same thing. Use that part of your personality that matches with theirs, right? So again, if you run into somebody, you, it, you listen to Fareed. She's not going to tell you, well, I'm sorry, I can't do the method. That's not what she said. She didn't say, oh, your method, I'm bailing. The answer is she's going to give as much method as she can provide. And if they need more, then I'm going to get somebody else whose natural state is method, right? And if, it's, if you need more technique than I can muster up, I go get the second, the second set of uh, you know, voice, second set of eyes that comes in so I can say, here, let me go grab technique for you but I'm gonna try and close it myself by utilizing my technique style. I'm gonna use my process because I've already done it. But I think what we've learned a lot is that we need to stop and go back to, to me, the two things we have to understand. You have to master process because that's going to give you the confidence to utilize your style more. So Frank being process, he's like, great, I'm done, right? But the second part is, right? If you don't identify yourself then you're going to come off as fake to all four, right? Because nothing is going to come genuine from you because you haven't determined this is who I am. Correct. And if you, and if you looked at, as you go through here, there's other people of different ones. Why is it that everybody's here? We're all trying to do one thing and that is sell more today, right? My goal is to say, I want to provide an outlet for people to sell one more product every day from the day of the training. 
And I think Farid has given you that. And it's about you taking the action that goes forward and say, here. So Farid, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they find you? Uh, Facebook, Farid Cisniega. Same photo you put on the introduction. Um, There's multiples of you. Yes. So not the one with the hat, right. but the professional one. Um, Instagram, you find me at Cisniega Farid. Um, and both of them have my contact information. Fantastic. So in the comments, we had several people define themselves. So Isenia, who's hiding behind her little photo there, because she's on her phone, said <laughs> she's style for sure, followed by method. Okay, so I think the good thing is, is that we have a lot of style people here and you being style people resonates completely with them. And right. so, but I appreciate you so much. And Facebook, if you go back to Facebook later, you'll see all the comments right? Norbert's very grateful. Larry Schneider said it's fantastic. Dave Berlin said, so true, Fareed. Right? <laughs> and so Charles Coachman said, Fareed is awesome. Okay. So Thank you can you. go back through and go, go talk and interact with those people. But I suggest you guys reach out and follow Fareed and understand for the Spanish speaking people, get your butts onto Telemundo. I'm sure she's on YouTube as well. Yes. Right? Why? Because I read that. Yes. Yes. So Yes. I'm glad I got to share my best friend with you guys. So please take the information. Do her the honor of implementing it. Please right? let this me know is how her it time. goes. Right? Absolutely. She chose to give up her time to you. So if you go pleasure. and implement it, that's the gratitude that goes back. Because I'm not paying her. No, she owes me. Yes. Mike Phillips, <laughs> go for it. Hey, what's the, what is the YouTube channel? Uh, That's where I live. It's Farid Cisniega. There, uh, one of them okay. is Farid Cisniega, which is all the one, all the English one. And then Wealth Wave in Espanol is the second one. Wealth Wave. Wealth Wave, all one word, in Espanol. If you send me um, a message through Facebook or Instagram, I'll, I can send you all the links. Okay. I'll do that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And, and guys, I wish understand the level that. she's playing at right? 177 mental toughness secrets, okay, is Steve Seibold. And that's the guy she's working with. He's so, my personal friend, mentor, and business partner. So wow. again, guys, she, she's big time. So it, don't reach out to her and go, hey, I just wanted to say, hey, that's not what the, the messages are supposed to be. Okay. Make it I'm going to change my message then. I'll yes, <laughs> I knew it. I saw Mike typing already. I was like, I know I was, it. He's like, hey, already hey. Doing it. like, hey, how's it going? Yes. So did you <laughs> have been... fun on the call? That's what he's going to send her next. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. Before you even asked me, it was a pleasure. I love meeting all of you guys at the end of the day. Identify who you are. Go be successful and go make a difference to the world. Fantastic. Love you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank awesome. Go sell something. Go sell something. That's right. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. That's right. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. Educated.